0: It's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak.
1: Welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Go to WitnessTalkRadio.org to download more episodes and to leave feedback. If you know anything about the behind-the-scenes business at Witness Radio, then you know that we've been eagerly awaiting the approval to move into a new location. Well, the time has come, and we're finally at the new house. I mean, uh, the the studio. New studio. Uh, because we're not some two-bit operation run out of my basement, as far as you know. Anyway, today's show is going to focus on atheists. Are these so-called intellectuals all they're cracked up to be? Or are they living a lie? Well, here's a quote from the greatest book ever written on the
2: subject. The Bible. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For His invisible attributes... for images resembling mortal man, and birds, and animals, and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen.
1: So the Bible says that those who deny the existence of God aren't very bright. In fact, it says they're fools. They're foolish to believe that God doesn't exist, even though they claim to be wise. It also makes reference to the fact that they'll believe and worship anything, as long as it isn't the God of the Bible. Let's go now to Jen, our correspondent in Pittsburgh, to see if what the Bible says is true.
0: You're listening to When This My name is Jen from CCN. Would you consider yourself to be a good person? Uh, Yes, I would. Have you ever told a lie? Yes. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Have you ever hated someone? No. That's good. The Bible says if you hate someone, you've murdered them in your heart. It says if you're even angry with your brother, you're in danger of the judgment. It also says that if you lust after a person, you commit adultery in your heart. So have you ever taken God's name in vain said, oh my G-O-D or O-J-C? Yes. So if God judged you by the Ten Commandments, would you be innocent or guilty?
3: I don't know. I'd probably be guilty.
0: If you're guilty, would you go to heaven or hell? Heaven. And how come? Because God forgave us, didn't he? Well, he does forgive some people, but it's not that he just willy-nilly says, okay, I'll forgive you, I'll forgive you. Um, there's something that he has to, there's something that has to be done. Say so you're standing before a judge and you say, judge, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it again. I think you're a forgiving judge. Will you just let me go? What would he do? Do you think he'd just let you go? Or he'd probably say, you should be sorry. You shouldn't do it again, but you have to pay the fine, right?
3: Yeah, but God can see into your heart. So he knows if you're a good person or not, deep down, he knows your true intentions.
0: That's right. The Bible, God does. And so he's seen every, every thought, word, indeed. He's seen every time you've coveted, every time you've lusted after another person, every time you've hated someone, um, every time you've been angry in your heart so he does know who you are and he has seen all those things all your thought word and deed and the bible says that no one is good no not one no one seeks after god and so god is going to judge you by that if you stand before him are you going to be innocent or guilty guilty if you're guilty you're going to heaven or hell. heaven and why are you going to heaven
3: because god will forgive you
0: God doesn't forgive everybody. The Bible says that all liars have their place in the lake of fire. No thief, no murderer, no adulterer can enter the kingdom of heaven. God is so just that the only way anyone can go to heaven is that if somebody pays your fine. Do you know who could pay your fine? No. 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son, Jesus. He lived a perfect life. He never broke any of God's laws. He healed people. He raised people from the dead. But then he died on that cross that's him paying your fine god is so just that the only way anyone goes to heaven is if god himself pays their fine and to receive that payment you have to turn away from your sin you have to say all these things what the bible says are wrong are wrong and i don't want to do them anymore because jesus pays that fine for me does that make sense yes now do you think what i'm saying is true no why what's not true about it i don't believe in god so you don't believe in God, why don't you believe in God?
3: Because I believe in evolution,
0: okay, so you believe in evolution all right, so I'm going to explain to you two things for evolution to be true. two things have to be true one, life has to come from non life and that's the law the law the the law is that life comes from life, right at no time at any t- point in time has life ever That we've ever observed. You know what science is. You observe it. You can recreate it. And so we've never seen life come from non-life. The second thing has to be true is new DNA has to be added. And we've never seen new DNA added. We only see it being removed or damaged or mutated. And so those two things have never been observed or seen. So to believe in evolution you have to just have faith. What do you think about that?
3: You just have to... But to believe in God, you have to just accept something because you don't know the answer to evolution. You don't, you're saying you don't know, you haven't observed it, because if you can't observe it, then you just turn to God as your answer instead of accepting that we don't know
0: everything. All right. So here's another rationale, is that... Without there being God, you know what? I'll go about it this way. Who is a better person, Winston Churchill or Hitler?
3: I don't, I don't know who Winston Churchill is.
0: During World War II, do you, know, do you know who Hitler is? Yes. During World War II, Winston Churchill was the, uh, ah, what is it called? He was, in, he was in charge of England at the time. So he went to war against Hitler. So who was the better person, Winston Churchill or Hitler?
3: I don't know, bad people. You could say Hitler was a better person for reasons. You could say Winston Churchill. I don't know either one of them. I know Hitler. I don't know Winston Churchill, so I'd have to say him.
0: Well, so you'd say Hitler is a better person? No, I'd
3: say Winston Churchill is a better person. I only, I don't, I just don't know him, though, so I can't really say anything.
0: Right, because Winston Churchill didn't kill 15 million people, and, and Hitler did, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, when the Nazis stood before the judges in Nuremberg, they said, Oh, you know what? What we did was, was, was legal, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't send us to prison. You shouldn't punish us. They say, Oh, what we did was, was agreed upon by the society that it was okay, so you shouldn't punish us. But they did punish them. And do you know why they did punish them?
3: Because they killed tons of people. They committed genocide.
0: Right, but why is that wrong?
3: Because they killed hundreds of people and committed genocide. Right. What it is, you know that it's wrong.
0: Exactly. And see, here's the thing, is that laws, just because you make a law that's saying that murder's okay, doesn't make it okay. Just because society comes up with some rule, some some convention saying that it's okay, doesn't make it okay. And so... The only way you know the reason you know murder is wrong is because God wrote it on your heart. He told you it's wrong to lie, steal, murder, and so you these things are written on your heart. And the only way that what he did was wrong is because there is a God. Murder is not when is murder okay?
3: If someone tries to kill me, that's self defense, right? Kill them, but it's self defense. You're still murdering that person. You, you're not in a commandment. But you saved yourself. What if someone came into a classroom at one of the schools and tried to kill tons, like everyone in the classroom, and you killed them? That would be self defense. Going to hell
0: because you, you committed murder. Here's the thing: is that people go to hell not only for 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 hating people and for lying and for doing all those things. And so, even if they would do that, they're already going to hell for something else. But it's not like you've gone it. You're not. Walking, that classroom, you're just sitting there minding your own business and they're coming in murdering and you're stopping them from murdering other people. You're protecting life.
3: So, so you're saying that the commandments are just as, just like the laws of men that they can be changed depending on the situation. If you murder somebody who is trying to kill a bunch of people, then you won't go to hell. The same as if you murdered somebody in the law. Say it's murder, you go to jail except for self-defense. They're the
0: same. Do you feel like you're rationalizing this? Because you and I both know that to protect yourself is okay. So if you could... you could, that's what I, that's what Right.
3: I we both believe that.
0: Right. And we both agree on that. And so there's a difference between killing someone and there's a difference between murdering someone. Murdering is when that person who walks in there says, is decided in their heart ahead of time, I'm going to go murder those people. And when you are protecting yourself or like if a policeman or someone in war... That is something different, and both of you both you and I know that because God has written that on our hearts. And so you can't end up with morals without there being a God, and that's why you know that murder is wrong.
2: Ratings. We
1: don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio
3: with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we liked
1: Ryan. <coughs> we do! Just go to org. This guy was talking about there being no observable evidence for God, but he also believes in evolution. Talk about no observable evidence. Listen to this. I'm going to trust what those experts did. Those experts uh, came up with. I have a strong
3: trust in evolutionary ideas based on the evidence presented. Can you think of any observable evidence for Darwinian evolution, a change of kinds? I haven't seen it myself, but I believe what the textbooks tell me about it, so... So You've got faith in the experts? I have faith in the experts, yeah. I guess similar to how religious people have faith that God actually exists, I have faith in the
1: experts knowing what they're talking about.
3: The scientific method must be observable and repeatable, so could you give me one piece of observable evidence for Darwinian evolution?
1: The difference in the belief in God and the belief in evolution is that we do have evidence for God. Look around you. The fact that we exist is proof of God. If I wanted to prove to you that a painter existed, all I would need to do is show you a painting. Creation is proof of a creator. Go to evolutionversusgod.com to watch a free video that proves the existence of God and debunks the theory. Yes, I said theory of evolution. Now we're going to the University of Cincinnati to talk with Jared, a cross-wearing atheist. Are you a good person, Jared? I think that I am. Okay. How many lies have you told in your whole life? I don't know. Rough estimate? A uh, hundred, just rough estimate. Okay, so what do you call someone who tells a hundred lies? Someone who tells a hundred lies. Okay, more specifically? That's what I would
4: call them, or what their name is. Okay.
1: What would you call me if I told you a hundred
4: lies? At once? Sure. Well, that would, I would call you a liar at that point. Okay. Over the course of an entire lifetime.
1: Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you this. If I were to murder a hundred people over the course of my lifetime, as opposed to all at once, what would you call me?
4: A serial killer.
1: Or someone who murders or a murderer? A soldier
4: or something like that. I don't, depends on what the context is.
1: Not, not in a soldier sense. Okay. I actually went out and just yeah. brutally killed people. I would
4: call that a serial killer, right.
1: so a murderer, right? Yeah. So, how many murders does it take to become a murderer? Uh, usually it just takes one, unless it's you know manslaughter
4: or whatever. But that's a different context. But
1: so, in the same context, telling one lie would technically make you a.
4: Well, I wouldn't really equate murders with liars, though, because everybody tells lies. Not everybody murders, though.
1: Well, just because everybody does it doesn't mean not everybody is one.
4: Well, that's why I wouldn't call someone who just says one lie a liar. Well, let's move on.
1: Okay.
4: All right. Have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Probably. I can't really think of anything exactly, but... Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I stole a piece of candy from my brother one time.
1: Okay. There you go. So what do you call someone who steals?
4: Uh whatever their name is. <laughs> I mean, I don't call someone who steals once a, sti- a thief.
1: Okay. So, you aren't willing to call a liar a liar. You aren't willing to call a thief a thief. What about this one? I don't
4: call a liar a liar, but I don't consider people who lie necessarily a
1: liar. Okay. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Yes. That one's called blasphemy. Uh-huh. You know, that's a very serious offense in the eyes of God. Okay. Yeah. And uh, have you... The Bible says, do not commit adultery. But Jesus took it a step further. He said, whoever looks with lust has committed adul- adultery already in his heart. Have you ever looked with lust? Yes. So, Jared, by your own admission, even though you aren't willing to call, call a spade a spade, a liar is a liar, a thief is a thief, someone who uses God's name in vain is a blasphemer, and someone who looks with lust is an adulterer at heart.
4: Within the uh, standards of God, yeah.
1: What I just used was some of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So, comparing... uh, Thinking about the standards of God, you've broken four of his Ten Commandments.
4: I've probably broken all of them. Okay. Well, I mean, no, I haven't killed anybody, but uh, what else is there? I think I have just killed... not killed anybody. That's the one that I haven't done.
1: Have you ever hated somebody? Yes. That's the same as murder? No, it's not. According to the Bible, it is. Okay, well, sure. So, listen... Now you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, adulterer, and murderer at heart. Okay. If God, if you were to stand before God today, Judgment Day, do you think God would find you innocent or guilty?
4: Uh, but According to his standards, guilty.
1: Do you think you'd go to heaven or hell?
4: Uh, it depends on how charitable he's feeling.
1: Okay, I- explain that a little bit.
4: Well, I don't really know exactly what the standards are that this God would uh, define who goes to heaven and hell by, but uh, according to Jesus, it was through Him.
1: Well, here's what the Bible says: it says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. It says no thief, no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God. It says blasphemers, He will not hold them guilty for take guilty for taking His name in vain. So, Jared, you're in serious trouble come judgment day. It's true Well if it's true yes But just because you don't believe in it Doesn't mean it's not true
4: I didn't say it wasn't true I'm saying that if it's true then I'm in trouble
1: So if God were to send you to hell Based on Your breaking of his law Does that concern you? No not really Why not?
4: Because I don't feel like I should follow somebody who sends me to hell for such ridiculous things.
1: Okay, why are why, why is breaking his law ridiculous?
4: I didn't say that. I said that breaking his law and being sent to hell for it, eternal damnation, essentially, is kind of a ridiculous punishment. Why is that? Well, it's a finite crime. Why should
1: I be punished eternally? Okay, well, let me put it to you this way. If I tell you a lie, nothing really happens, mm-hmm. Right. But if I were to uh, lie in court, I could be thrown in jail. Yeah. W- what's the difference?
4: You're lying under oath.
1: The, Essentially, the person or the the uh, people that I'm lying to. Well, it's,
4: it's the matter of the context of the situation. You're lying under oath, and you're trying to testify in front of an entire courtroom for a criminal offense, pr- presumably. That's a different context entirely than just saying, oh, yeah, I you know did 5 miles in 2 minutes you know
1: well let me try it another way if i were to murder you know a homeless guy had no family uh nobody nobody cared about the guy nobody knew about it probably wouldn't get uh much punishment but say i were to go and uh murder the president or even just attempt to murder the president or even just if they found out that i thought ...about murdering the president, what would happen?
4: A more serious uh, scenario would happen, but I think they should both be treated equally. I agree.
1: But the truth is that it's the person that you've committed the offense against... ...that causes the increased punishment, correct? But is that right? No, it's not. So why should
4: God be treated differently when I lie to him?
1: Because he's greater than
4: us. But they should be treated equally, though, if it's the same offense...
1: He's infinite, so there must be an infinite punishment.
4: Why? I don't understand that. Why why does that follow?
1: Well, because God cannot have sin in his presence. Uh, If sin were to come in his presence, it would be consumed. Like a fire consumes a a brown leaf. There's no chance of the leaf surviving. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's like standing before God on judgment day if you have sin in you but don't we all have
4: sin so aren't we all going to be consumed is there no chance of getting to heaven then
1: so now that's a good point you've made don't aren't we all sinful don't, don't we all break God's law the answer is yes the Bible actually says there are none good no not one you know so when you were taking the good person test you, you said that you thought you were a good person but the truth is you're not person by my standard not
4: by the standard of the god of the bible
1: what i used was the standard of god's word I the ten commandments I'll
4: recant my original phrase according to that standard no i'm not a good person
1: well, the bible says that you're not good and it says that your punishment will be in eternity in hell but you uh, you said something about jesus tell, tell me more about that about which part though why, why did he come what 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 was his purpose for being here
4: he claimed to save the world from the sin of—I don't know—the sin, essentially.
1: Okay. So I, I, I take it that you don't believe that. Um, not anymore. I used to. Okay. I, I noticed the cross on on your necklace. That's why I was yeah. I was curious uh, what what the deal was.
4: Yeah. Well, I I don't really care if it's what what shape I wear around my neck. It's it's still a piece of jewelry anyway. Okay.
1: So. Uh, you said you used to believe uh, Jesus and, and Christianity and all that. What made you stop believing in it?
4: I thought about it for a long time, and I thought about what I believed, and I decided that there was no real reason for me to believe the things I believed, and I decided to just stop believing it. That's pretty much all that
1: happened to me. Okay. So there, were, there was nothing that made one day made you just it click, like, none of this makes sense or something? It wasn't
4: a one-day thing. It was a gradual shift. And like At first, you know, I started thinking, well, this particular thing here doesn't make sense but I still believe in God this particular thing okay now I just don't believe any of it it took like years of, of, of time I, it was not actually this year pretty much 19 years old when I finally stopped believing
1: okay. so you said you're 19 yes okay so real quick of all the knowledge in the world how much percentage wise how much would you say you know
4: why would you think there's a percentage of knowledge isn't knowledge infinite found? Isn't there, like, uh, knowledge of the knowledge we have, and knowledge about, you know, the constantly expanding space we have? Wouldn't there be an infinite amount of knowledge?
1: Of all the, uh, according to what you're saying, of all the infinite amount of knowledge, how much, percentage-wise, would you say you know?
4: Well, there's no such thing as percentage of infinite, but I'll I'll say for the sake of argument, I have 1% of the total knowledge in the world, just for the sake of argument.
1: How do you know... You're right about what the Bible says that, and that there's problems in it and whatnot. How do you know that what you believe is right?
4: Based on the evidence that I've seen. I've judged based on the evidence I've seen, I've come to a conclusion. I don't say I'm absolutely correct about it. If there's more evidence that says I'm wrong, I will follow that evidence instead.
1: You're
2: listening to this video.
1: Jared claimed to want evidence. But the truth is that no amount of evidence would be enough to convince him that God exists. Of course, according to the Bible, Jared knows there is a God, but suppresses the truth in unrighteousness. This was evident in his constant search for loopholes to justify himself. And, since there was no remorse for his sin, I didn't share the gospel with Jared. Habakkuk 2.4 says, Behold, his soul is puffed up, it is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Jared was unwilling to humble himself before the Lord, and because of his sins and unbelief, Jared will wind up in hell. So what's the result of people turning away from God and following their idols and false gods? Let's go back
2: to the Bible. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them.
1: Thanks for listening to the show. By the way, all scripture was taken from the English Standard Version of the Holy Bible, and the audio clips were read by David Cochran Heath, and those can be found at esvbible.org. Until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest, so what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you.
3: has been brought to you by the Muniac family.